welcome everybody to the first official episode of Helga Turf Podcast. And uh, it's just a personal podcast of mine that I've wanted to do for a little while. That's kind of just my overall perspective of uh, heathenry and my personal journey through it or Aza through uh, whatever you prefer to call it. I've been following the path for about 10 years now, so somewhere in there, and um, I feel I'm pretty experienced, so I felt like I need to do a podcast so I could share my journey through it, so maybe I could help somebody else find their own way through it, should they they be looking at that, because I realize at the very beginning it is really tough, because first of all, you're trying to shed that a lot of us come from Christianity, so a lot. Uh, so it's it's. I know it's difficult to shed some of that old um, faith, and it's typical that it sometimes gets melded into heathenry right off the bat. You know, it's it's really difficult to to shed a lot of those old traditions and stuff like that. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just. It's a process, and it takes time. You may not even know that you're doing it, but uh, it's it's just something that is so ingrained, not only with the person, especially if you come from that kind of background, but society itself. And uh, I've done my best. I'm still, you know, I'm still doing that in some regards, um, especially around holidays and stuff, because you know a lot of my family are still uh, Catholic, so. When I go over there or when I go to the family's house, they, they still do a lot of these traditions. And, um, you know, of course, I kind of fall, fall into it. And it's not not to say that's wrong in, in any way, but it's just something that, that just kind of tends to happen. And I, th- I think that's true for a lot of us. And, you know, I don't even feel it's really that bad of an ordeal just because, um, you know, they have their own beliefs and I have my own and I do uh, things to honor my gods and my ancestors and the Batir and uh, whatnot from there but I also when their holidays come around I celebrate with them as well and I don't think there's nothing I don't don't think there's anything wrong with that at all so I, I just don't think anybody should tell you that you need to stop all of it you know because these are times of celebration, and, and uh, shared happiness should be a thing for that, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, so I've been following the path for about 10 years, and I actually uh, had a little bit of a podcast episode that I haven't uploaded yet that kind of goes into more detail about my, my history and uh, whatnot, and I haven't decided on whether or not I want to upload that, but it's a, it's a little bit more personal and getting to know me, uh, Helgate, your host. And I, I don't know if that's an avenue somebody would like to explore. Maybe I'll upload that just to have it uploaded. But uh, I, I've, de- I've wanted to develop this podcast into something that is special to, to not only me, but hopefully to the community a little bit later as maybe it gains traction. But it's going to be really based on my personal perspectives and... and I'm not going to share the same views of everybody, and that's that's kind of heathenry in a nutshell. I mean, as soon as you enter the community, you're going to find out that not everybody practices the same way. And I mean, we're we're dealing with 
very small pieces or at least some pieces of that old traditional um, faith and there are just elements of it that are just completely missing and we have to fill in the blanks. Not only are we reconstructing with, with a, a puzzle that doesn't even have all the pieces there, but we're also reconstructing ourselves and, um, and everybody's kind of learning their way. So you're going to come to odds with somebody eventually. And it's, it's, it's really something to keep in mind that when you do come into contact with somebody like that, um, not everybody's going to react similarly. There is, some are going to be, uh, Hostels, not quite the right word I want to use for it, but but some tensions do rise at some point, and it's it's best to be somewhat respectful as long as it makes some sort of sense in the in the basis of uh, the lore itself and the way that old traditions were done, or if they are doing something that is UPG or or their own personal uh, their own personal stuff. That, that really doesn't have any historical basis, hopefully they, they make that known. Um, I have several things that I do that's more UPG, but it's still based somewhat within that realm, but it's not based on anything historically known, I should say. I'm taking cues from um, bits and pieces and, and uh, using it to... to uh, do my own uh, uh, veneration or ritual or whatever and kind of customizing it so it's 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 very I guess uh, heathen based however just isn't based entirely on any historical fact or uh, lore in that regard so but you're going to run into people that that are going to have stuff to say about that and again you, you might come to uh, ends with them so it's it's best to try to try to see it from their perspective and I hope they would do the same for you and if you disagree you can both agree to disagree and move on much like the veneration of Loki and stuff nowadays or the veneration of Fenrir or um, um, really those two come to mind uh, very quickly on where a lot of people seem to agree or disagree and it's there's nothing wrong with that I personally don't I have my reasons for that perhaps we can get into that a little bit later and another thing I've I've done that I want to talk about and especially for my first episode I want to be pretty powerful and something that gets asked a lot is how to become a gothi and I, I want to attack that right off the bat. I, I, I've really thought about what it takes. I've been um, servicing my community as a Gothi for um, about about six months to, to a year now, but possibly even longer. I just didn't pick up the title until just not too long ago. <clears throat> So, first of all, we have to ask ourselves, uh, uh, what is a Gothi historically? And it was a person that held a political office. They were usually a, a, a community member in high standing. 
and they and it was uh, not only a political office, but they also led rites and rituals, and they were of high standing in the community. And that's historic. It is. It has since changed a little bit. It has changed to to more like it's it's kind of shed its skin of the the political um, title, and switched more into kind of what would be a priest if you had to compare it to anything um and it kept the the ritual aspect and leading ritual and stuff like that which is typically what i do and i like i said i started that not too long ago i picked up kind of the the title itself um as i lead ritual for others in the area i've actually performed one wedding i have several others asking me to to maybe do theirs there's still some talk about um, how they want it done and whatnot. So some of them aren't completely uh, heathen-based. However, I do make it known that that it, you know I'm I'm from that side of it. So usually I can kind of customize something, but I warn them that you know I tend to toss in some things that that might be oriented toward that. And so uh, I've done one. So. And I so I've since kind of been a little bit more comfortable with the title as I've started kind of my own kindred, I should say. Uh, not kind of, but I have. It's still kind of growing. It's still uh, relatively new and fresh and, and uh, uh, starting from the, the bottom, you know, up. It, it's something that you have to build. And that's um, the other thing. So now that we've talked about what is a Gothi both historically and now, and what they do. Um, my my next thing I would say is is how how would you become a Gothi? And this is really the most confusing aspect to people, and it's totally understandable why it is so confusing. First of all, you have several groups that you know claim that they can ordain you and they and some of them can some of them can some of them will lead you through classes and i was totally backwards on my thinking about this as well when i first got into heathenry i kind of set somewhat of a goal for myself to if it ever came down to that to um to disservice my community in such a way so i immediately started kind of looking for um guidance because i had none around here and that's a problem a lot of us all a lot of us faith uh face is that we don't have as many numbers so we don't we can't really find anybody to to guide us down this path sometimes and that's really difficult so the first thing i started looking at is uh, large organizations and um unfortunately it led me in to kind of a, a on a dark path for a minute, but I was able to pull myself back from that relatively quickly um, after I kind of questioned the leadership and and uh, the way that they had said a few things, and and I, I backed out of that immediately. So that's a story for another another time. But um, so I I started my own kindred and. I'm now doing Gothi activities, so how did I be? How did I start doing that? And it's it's actually really simple. So 
basically, if there's a necessity for it and you have a few years under your belt, there's no reason you can't do that. There's a lot of people that may protect that title and be really protective of it. And I understand the protection aspect of it because we can't just have a, a bunch of people running around saying, oh, I'm a goatee, I'm a goatee, um, and really not doing anything goatee act activity related. And especially if they're giving bad, uh, bad names to, you know, heathenry as a community, because we're still really kind of in the budding phase. It's, it's becoming more and more popular since, especially the seventies. And of course, I, I think it's seventies is kind of around where it started, but it really kind of started in a, in a dark place. Um, but as as time went on, we we've really developed to what we have today, which is uh, definitely uh, going in the right direction, in my opinion. But um, I really had it backwards when I was thinking about the whole Gothi thing. I thought this was how it was going to go. I was going to go into an organization. I was going to get trained by them, and then everybody would just kind of come to me. And, and I wouldn't have to do anything like I would just start up and there'd be all kinds of people in this group and, and all that. And, and it was really kind of backwards thinking. Okay. It was really kind of backwards thinking because you have to build something first. Okay. And once you've built it up so much, and if you've done it yourself, everybody's going to naturally put you in that position. So it really, you're not really called to it as some people say. And some people will probably argue that, but you kind of fall into that position. It's it's really, if you want to say it was your, your calling or something called for you to do it, um, I, I don't think it's quite as in your face as that sounds. It really just kind of happened over time for me. It, it uh, um, it, it started out as a, a small gathering every now and then to, I, I put a name behind it and I started building on it and now I'm kind of representing it and and pretty soon people had, had started asking me to help them with certain services and because of my knowledge of heathenry and been doing it for so long, uh, I was able to perform those services. Um, and I believe that meets all the criteria of uh, becoming Gothi. So, in in my opinion, what do you need? What 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 kind of um, process or what or uh, how how would you go about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, what kind of attributes? do you need to become a Gothi? Because I believe there's there's certain attributes that uh, is required of you to become a Gothi. So this is the part that if you're really thinking about going down this path of, of, of being a Gothar, uh, definitely sit down and think about these and think about them long and hard because there are several attributes that I believe are, are really necessary. And if you don't meet the criteria, there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to be a Gothi to, to practice the path and be very experienced in it. But there are certain attributes that, that you do need, in my opinion. And the first off um, is, the, the first one is um, definitely, can you picture yourself in front of 
possibly a hundred or more people and and giving a ritual can you like put yourself in that position of course it won't start off as dramatic but but if you're going to grow and possibly you might be um a shoe in for it or or for some reason maybe it happens out of the blue are you going to be able to handle that kind of pressure so public public speaking is what i would uh, uh really condense that down to are you good at public speaking because if you're not you're going to have very difficult times as a gothi you know what i'm saying like you're going to have to speak at rites and rituals and and um you know whether it be wedding rites or naming rites um, and you're going to have to speak publicly to, to maybe a large amount of people. You know, think about that. So really think about that one. Second, second of all, um, how do you carry yourself every day? You know, do you have a good attitude? Because you're going to be representing your, your kindred 24-7 as a Gothi, okay? Uh, third off is how much time do you have to dedicate to this? Because you're going to have to keep track of, of all your stuff and, and possibly uh, take time off of work for it if you, if you work full-time like I do, uh, because really you're servicing your area. The, the Gothi may be considered like a, a quote-unquote high position, and I actually find it to be quite the opposite. I believe that's kind of a life of service at that point. Are you going to dedicate yourself to others, okay? Are they going to be uh, kind of first on the agenda should you have a, a rite or a ritual to, to do for them? And are you going to be there for them in their time of need, whether it be in the middle of the night or, or early in the morning or whatever time you might be resting your head? Um, people might call on you during those hours or might need you. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, so you got to be kind of like people, people oriented, I should say. And I feel I do pretty, pretty decent with that. I've, uh, done music in the past and, and, uh, so really speaking in front of people kind of came second nature to me. I had that kind of skill set beforehand. So what other, what other attributes would, would you need I don't think there's much after that. I, th I think those are kind of the important aspects of it. And that's not saying you can't be a Gothi to, like, a closed kindred or anything. However, if you're going to progress as a Gothi, I think your services should be to your community, whether it be your, uh, your small community as a kindred or your community as a whole, because that might be lacking in your area. You might be the only Gothar in several miles. You might have to travel for it, you know? So that's definitely something to, to keep in mind, but really think about uh, how much service you would be willing to do for that, you know? And I think that's really the make or break of it. Because if you're not willing to, to to perform services for others and put them kind of above your own, along with your own studies and whatnot, then by all means, I, th I think you should probably stay with solo practitioner work, or uh, sorry, excuse me, not solo practitioner work, but just 
uh, uh, practitioner work and just leave the Gothi title alone. You could eventually, down the line, maybe take the Vidki title. I've seen people do that. Um, maybe you can work in Sather or uh, something like that. Maybe you, you're more um, for that or uh, more personal work. You could you could put in some time on the online community, but you don't have to, to set your goal to be a Gothi if you may not have those attributes to deal with the public at large. So that's just kind of my idea on it. Um, again, I don't think anybody can can tell you you can't without a certification. I don't believe really in certifications anymore. It took me a while to kind of get out of that mindset uh, uh, just because there's so many different organizations out there and there's no set way to do this. If you look at each of their programs, they are not anywhere near the same you know they, and and some are very protective about that title for for no apparent well i get the reasoning but like not any good reason some are overprotective of it and i i feel that if you have the experience you got the the few years under your belt you have done the the homework and, and uh you have the capacity and the ability to to perform it at, at uh, you know within the public then by all means that's that's something that you can pick up and and try to do um, and start start off slow start off by building you know maybe a small group if, if you notice that there's people in your town that a town or towns around you maybe you meet a few people Whenever I see somebody with a Mjolnir necklace or, or even uh, I, I met a guy at the bar a good little while back. He was wearing a T-Waz. He didn't even know what a T-Waz was. It was you know, I had, he just thought it was uh, um, Tears, uh rune, which, I mean, is correct, but he didn't even know what it was technically called. So uh, after uh, a good conversation with him, you know, of course, I invited him over to my um, home when when we would perform ritual because I used my my home as uh, kind of my ve, uh, just my patio and stuff like that, and it seems to work out really good. I can have a fire out there and people can gather around it, and we have uh, we we make good frith. So I met him at the bar, and he had no idea what it was. So, but he was interested in it, and he was still very new, and he told me that. So. And I told him told him what I do, and I could help him out. Now, has he come over since then? No. And I I told him that you know I've tried to contact him in various ways to 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 let him know that that's available still if he's still interested. And I hope he's doing well. I hope he's doing the uh, the homework that's required and um, really kind of developing his own own personal path within within the heathenry. So. I actually also talk with uh, the occasional Christian that that uh, kind of is wondering about it a little bit more. I have like uh, the one at the bar that I was just talking about. His buddy was there, and he was Christian, and he told me that straight up. And we had a, a long conversation and a very humble, or I should say, a very friendly conversation about the two faiths and and how I kind of got from where I was at, you know, in uh, Catholicity over to, to heathenry. So 
and he thought it was very interesting, and and we had some really good discussion there. So, uh, and that's kind of an aspect of being a Gothi. You have to be able to reach out and and be able to talk and represent that you know your community while either heathenry as a large or your kindred as a, as a whole. And I think that's that's very important. So. With that, I, th I think I've covered the, the Gothi thing um, pretty well. And we're coming up on about 30 minutes here. So I'm, I'm not going to keep this too, too long of an episode. I'm just kind of testing the waters here. And maybe we can find another topic or discussion we could go over uh, in another episode should uh, should that you know come up and, and I have the time to do it. But I think this is perfect for today. I think this was a great discussion and I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, short episode, okay? Um, I look forward to having you on next time. I'm, I'm hoping that you listen next time and, and uh, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for checking this out. If you're new, um, giving this a shot. It's It's new to me. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. So until next time, friends, see ya.